Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode is with reality TV star and mummy Jessica Hayes. She's going to be talking to us about motherhood and the heartbreaking experience she has recently gone through in losing her beautiful second baby boy, Teddy. Jessica, welcome to How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest. Hi, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I feel honoured that you're sharing something so personal and like special to you with me. And I just wanted to firstly start off by asking how you are, because I think that's like the most important question. So how are you? Oh, bless you. You're so sweet. Yeah, do you know what? I'm doing okay. I am... It's obviously been like a really, really tough time. It's just like unexplainable, like, you know, the the few months that you have to go through kind of thing. It happened in November. So what are we now? We're, you know, it's it's been a few months. Um and I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing doing much better than I was. Obviously there's still times, but I'm I'm good. I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like you have come across really strong in this situation. Obviously, there'll be times I'm sure where you don't feel strong at all but the fact that you've been um, willing to share it publicly I think is so brave and I just wanted to know like why was it so important for you to share this publicly? Thank you yeah I, I mean you know the thing is that at the start for me it was kind of a bit like therapy it's really strange and that's why I'm so grateful to have the platform that I do because in a way I kind of venting and getting it getting it all off my chest that I had somewhere to go and do that really really helped me and then as soon as I did that I realized how many people had got were going through it or had been through it and were struggling and then I thought do you know what I need to be a voice for these people as well so I continue to share and yeah I, I'm just so glad I did Willie and I know it's, some people find it so hard um, and feel like they can't speak about it so I kind of wanted to break that whole taboo subject and you know reassure women that they can talk about it like it's okay to talk about it because it's it's the hardest thing in the world and for people to feel that they can't even say anything it must be so so hard to keep it kind of inside so I was really mm. grateful that I could share yeah absolutely I think I read that late miscarriage is like one it happens to one in a hundred women which god that's like for me frequent enough and then miscarriage um, at any point happens quite a lot but I do feel like women don't talk about it loads. I think they're talking about it more. Why do you think there is a taboo around it? Do you know what it is? I feel like because mine was late, I kind of like, it was a whole thing I'd announced that I was pregnant and I was like 20 weeks. And, you know, 
you just, like you say, it's one in a hundred and you do not expect to lose a baby at that stage because you're halfway through, you know, you've had your scans, like everything's okay, you've seen the baby and it's just not really, you're so naive to what really can happen. And then I think, as you said, I think it's one in four that people have a like miscarriage between one and 12 weeks. And again, I think maybe people struggle to um, be open about it, like, within those months because it's that whole thing isn't it like people say oh you know you know you're pregnant at 12 weeks so maybe if you haven't announced it maybe they feel like they they you know they can't say anything which I don't mm. think should be the case I don't think all these you know all these rules and things of when you should announce it and you know oh you know I, I don't think it should be a thing because technically you know if you really looked into you know I think now I'm in this like whole baby loss community it really opens your eyes to what can happen. And it's quite a scary place because I think it just, you just realise what can go wrong. And and it's awful to say, but, you know, people can go to their 20-week scan and find that something's wrong. So, you know, it could be like, well, maybe not announce it until 20 weeks. It's so hard. But I do feel like maybe if you haven't announced it, then it's hard to talk about. You know, I guess it's like a case by case situation where like you're either someone that's comfortable with talking about it or you're someone that rather grieve uh, in private. But then also it can be a case by case situation. You might have lost the baby at four weeks or at 20 weeks and for different reasons. So I guess it is a case by case situation and it's based on a woman's personality. I've never experienced baby loss or miscarriage. I want to learn more about it and I want to um be a better friend, um like a better person in terms of like how do I support women who are going through this if I haven't? Um how do you talk I just don't know where to start really. You can probably tell. Normally when I do these podcasts I'm so confident in my questions and how I approach them, but I um I'm in a position where I feel like you know this is your story it's about you I want you to share what you feel comfortable with sharing but I also want to help whoever's listening so how can we go about that best yeah do you know what it's um it's a tough one I think people don't know how to approach it and they kind of don't know what to say to you because it is really one of those things where until you've kind of it's happened you know I've seen it in the past and I was like oh you know that's terrible but then I just get on with my day you know I know like it never really resonated I didn't resonate with it so I didn't know what to say or how to approach these people and um I think the best thing like I I have found that certain friends um you can kind of tell they don't really know what to say so it can be a really really lonely place I think just like being there you know, like mentioning their, their baby and, you know, just just making them feel like their baby mattered in a, in a sense. Um, just, just like, just listen. I think, you know, listening, if you mm-hmm. have a friend that's gone through it or whoever, just being there to listen and them to tell you their story if they want to, because I felt like that really helped me. And yeah, it's, it's so difficult. It's, kind of hard and you know there's certain books and things you can buy for people and it's, it's, it's such a hard thing to know to know what to do I, I yeah it's really hard I think this like proves how much of a taboo it has been because you're someone that's gone through it and you're still like finding it hard to explain how you can be there for someone because I guess we're only just starting to talk about it it just highlights 
how one tough this situation is like the loss of a baby a child is like the most heartbreaking uh, situation um and we lack experience on how to deal with it and how to cope and how to support um and that's again why like you sharing your experience is so important um for anyone that hasn't read the um you done uh, an article was it with new magazine yeah it was yeah yeah so if anyone that hasn't read that can you tell a little bit can you tell us a little bit more about what happened if you feel comfortable in doing so yeah of course so um obviously I found out I was pregnant and like everything was fine like you know I had my 12 week scan I think I had two scans between um this, the beginning and the 12 weeks and I felt so poorly it was really difficult to hide and that's another thing like when you're on social media and you you doing your posts and things like that it's like it's really difficult to hide obviously you think oh I can't really tell anyone until you know 12 weeks and stuff when everything's okay and um I think I must have got to like we did the photo shoot um for the announcement and it was a lovely day like I was really excited and got some lovely images and just us as a family it was just really nice and um yeah I was just really looking forward to it I mean to have like another one like close in age and little brother or sister for Presley it was just like I was just so excited and I just remember like putting the Christmas tree up and that week the magazine has come out on the Tuesday and I couldn't really discuss anything until the Tuesday after I don't know if I mentioned how how far along I was it wasn't really a thing I just I announced it quite late it was well over 12 weeks I must have been I don't can't remember if it's been out we shot it and then it was out like three weeks later I can't remember now Anyway, so I must have been about, like, 19. And, um, yeah, like, really random. Like, Friday, put the Christmas tree up. And Saturday morning, got up with Presley. And was like, oh, this is really, you know, just adjusting to the idea. And was really happy that the news was out and I could be myself and explain why I'd been quiet and I had all these headaches and I felt really bloody sick and stuff, you know? Um, and then on the Saturday <clears throat> afternoon, I was like on the sofa and I was just like, God, like just, just relaxing with a cup of tea. And, um, I just literally like there, there, I, there was blood and I was like, okay, this is weird. Like really strange. I've never had that in pregnancy, but I'm sure it's absolutely fine. Um, kind of went upstairs in a bit of a panic and was like, okay, um, this is, you know, not great. So rang the hospital and they were like, um, yeah, just, you know, come in and get, get checked. It's best that you do that. Um, so went into this maternity assessment unit at the hospital and my partner had to go. He couldn't stay with me. And I, I was just waiting in the waiting room thinking, like a little bit worried, but thinking, no, it'd be fine. Went into a room and they were kind of like assessing me and just assessing what was going on. And I was, at this point, I still wasn't too worried, like, there was um, like a midwife or a doctor and they were saying, you know, this this can happen, like it's, it's probably fine. But they wanted to keep me in and assess me um, for 24 hours. And like they put a cannula in my hand and it was just a bit like, I'm really funny with needles. So I was like, oh, please, I don't want this. Like, this is just so overdramatic. It's going to be fine. So that afternoon, went upstairs and was a bit gutted that I was away from my family but I knew I was in the right place kind of thing um and just it was like nine ten o'clock in the evening and I 
sat down with my Netflix and Dan had bought me loads of snacks and because you know what it's like hospital food is just not the one um so I was just like watching some documentaries on Netflix and I, I was like the bleeding had slowed down so I was like I'm sure this is just nothing absolutely nothing and then I just remember like stepping up oh and they were monitoring they came round um and did my observations and kept checking his heartbeat and everything was perfect you know like everything was fine so I wasn't worried and then I literally got up off the bed um and my waters just broke and I was like wow okay this is not good um obviously my first pregnancy and my waters broke I knew exactly what it felt like so I was like crap okay so I rang the bell and I obviously panicked and like people rushed in and was like you know I was just like in tears I was like this isn't good is it like and they were kind of looking at me not really saying anything you know when they just you knew that oh. it was like you could see the terror in their their eyes almost as well like knowing that okay this is really bad um so they checked me over and they had to take me the bleeding was just really bad it was like where is this all coming from sorry I know it's a bit graphic but this is just how I how I no, tell the story and it was kind of like where is this all coming from like this just doesn't make any sense went down to, to like the delivery suite and um at this point I could call down and get him to come in because it obviously was a bad situation and I had to stay down there because of the blood loss and and whatnot and the midwife was there and she was just like I was just kind of like in a state at this point like rocking back and forth like what's going on you know what's going to happen am I am I is it going to hurt am I going to give birth is and it was just I just my I couldn't get my head around what was happening I was like what does a 20 week old baby even look like is am I going to be in pain like I was just a complete mess and then just waited and waited tried to sleep but was just in such a state at this point and then I think it got to like early Sunday morning and I'd had a tiny bit of rest and I just felt like I was in like a nightmare like it didn't even seem real and at this point like as I said the the blood loss was so bad um and they were kind of like the doctors came around and said look this isn't good you're not going to stop losing blood and um the baby's not you know not going to be okay there's no fluid around the baby um really sorry um and the, the thing that hurt me so much was that he was fine like they did a scan in the morning and his heartbeat was fine he was perfect there was absolutely nothing wrong with, with him it was like my body was just like whatever it was doing I don't even know um and yeah that was just a really sad sad part and it kind of got to the stage where they were like look we need to get him out because you're going to get really poorly you get sepsis or infection and I'm sorry but he's you know it's not gonna he's not gonna be okay so I remember they induced me what day it was now it was like the day after and they took me up to like the bereavement suite and then I kind of just waited and waited and at this point I'm like knowing that I'm gonna give birth just waiting for it to happen but knowing that the outcome was just just insane I can't even explain and I was just a mess so um I then had to go back down to delivery suite because the blood loss again was so bad and they gave me some like pain relief um and I remember sort of just dozing off it's just been the most exhausting couple of days and I um I woke up and I was just in a daze from like the morphine and 
and then that's when it happened like I went to the toilet and the midwife was like okay like it's kind of happening now um and that was that and I had him I didn't even know it was a boy at this point and it was over and it was like okay I didn't see him um because I just didn't know what to expect I kind of was in so I just had so much fear like it was just so I just felt like it was so unfair you know like you know you still got like the cord and the placenta and you've got to you know you know how it is you give birth to the placenta and whatnot as well graphic I know but it, it is what it is and yeah I didn't I didn't know whether I wanted to see him I was just scared I was really scared and I was kind of relieved it was over all the trauma that I'd gone through the past few de- like couple of days I was kind of glad that that part was over because it was so scary and then they took me up to the bereavement suite and my mum was with me um and they were like look do you want to see him and I was kind of like I don't know if I can but then I thought it's my child like it's my baby I've you know I've got to I owe that to him to see him and my mum saw him she went off and saw him um and I was like look you know what I do want to see him um like I'm ready kind of thing and they brought him in and like yeah that was just the craziest thing just seeing like your baby um like so perfect but so small had like a little hat on and he just looked so peaceful and Mm. yeah that I don't think I'll ever get over that, like, you know, yeah, just just seeing that. And that's obviously when I knew it was a boy and they were like, oh, it's a boy. And yeah, just sat there, admired him and Dan came and said goodbye. And yeah, that's probably was the hardest day of my life. Like, just un, like unexplainable, like undescribable how how I was feeling and then I just had to like go home and and leave without him and then like yeah it was just like I was in a nightmare from then really yeah sorry that was probably like a bit bit much but that's what happened yeah oh my god please don't apologize my heart breaks for you and like I'm I'm assuming you didn't get any answers no so it was a, a really long way kind of like just had to do Christmas and just you know make it nice for Presley because he's obviously like you know under two and he's little and wanted to make it all nice for him and we got him we got Teddy cremated and had a little service and that was nice um you know he's at home with us now and we've got like a memory box with his little hands and footprints and you know it's one of those things like you know as much as he was small like he was my second son and I'll always remember him um and yeah I literally waited like so what we now I literally only got my results back from the hospital god about four like yeah three months took um yeah so I got my results back I had like had a phone call with a consultant um and they basically couldn't really explain why like I had blood like I had blood tests and they came back negative um and the only thing that it could have been was like the placenta may have like come away but there was no like obvious reason as to why it happened um and they just kind of said look you know when you do decide to get pregnant again that you'll get like good care and 
you'll be looked at really closely and monitored all the time. So that was like reassuring. And yeah, that's where I'm at really. I've just kind of, you know, just had to to get on and try and move on. It's it's a weird one. I feel like with grief, like you just, like I feel like it will never it will never really leave you, but you just learn to be stronger and carry it better. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's still mm-hmm. times like I'm you know, Mother's Day was a weird one. Like obviously it was a lovely day, but I came upstairs and like led by his little memory box and just wanted to kind of be with him so yeah there's still like times where it's really really hard and I think because I'm approaching my due date as well that's tough because it's kind of I should still be pregnant now and I should I'd be welcoming welcoming him like in the next few weeks really the next month so that's tough because you're always thinking what would have been and what you've lost especially because I have Presley obviously I'm very grateful that he because he has got me through it because it's been a distraction and I've had to be strong for him but at the same time I'm always looking at him and, and thinking you know would they have been twins like would they have been really similar and would they you know it would have been so lovely to see him have a brother to play with and you know I think the thing that people always think that haven't really experienced it is you know well you can get pregnant again you can have another child and it's like but another child isn't going to replace the child that you've lost because that was still it you know he he was a person and that was his Mm. brother so yeah that is it's still bloody tough like it's still still really tough and I'm kind of dreading my due date which is coming up kind of thinking like maybe go to the beach or just somewhere obviously it's so difficult and that's another thing it's been so difficult to deal with this because we've been in lockdown so the support hasn't been there I haven't been able to just jump on a plane and be like I need a break so yeah it's been it's been really tough I was gonna say like it must be even harder because you're not free to do whatever you need to do to get away or escape or be by yourself in a nice relaxing environment whether that mean you know means you going and getting a nice facial massage on your own like I'm not saying obviously that that's gonna you know make everything better but you know like those little things that you know you need to do for yourself when you're a mum anyway but just double as much now I, I I don't know some people maybe prefer to be on their own when they're feeling like that maybe some people need to surround themselves or distract themselves but it's definitely it must be so much harder during during a pandemic and I'm sure there'll be a lot of mums listening to this who are feeling really lonely in that situation like gosh it's like an added pressure an added restriction I I imagine yeah kind of just left to deal with your own thoughts ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We obviously, you've got gorgeous Presley. He's, is he like 19 months or something like that? Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh my god, do you know what is so bad? I don't even like you know. I've lost track of the months. I know, now. I know. <laughs> so I know. bad. I know. Most mums are like, oh yeah, he's he's 19 months. He's 20 months. He's 20. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> when's his birthday? <laughs> June 27th. So that must make him. He's 20 months. <laughs> yeah, he's but he's 20 months. 20. Bless him. I can't believe I couldn't even work that one out. Shows how much like my brain is fried from the last. Like, yeah, your your brain is fried. This is still so raw for you. Like this is still so raw, and I'm uh, like, times a healer is such an irritating cliche saying. I'm sure cliche sayings get on my nerves, but I bet I don't know how you feel about that. But I'm sure over time, like you say, you'll never get over it. You know, but you get stronger. You learn how to cope. You learn how to deal with it. Yeah, and you're probably still feeling so exhausted and just so drained of emotion. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I kind of time is definitely a healer. Like I know, like those cliche things. I think you know that it is. It gets easier over time. Of course, like it can come back to you, and it feel like the day that it happened. You know, certain anniversaries, like you know Christmas and due dates and you know, you're always going to be thinking what would have been. And it's like at Christmas time, I'm going to be thinking, okay, I'd have a six month old. I don't even know. That's right. I'd have another baby with us at Christmas, but now I'm not going to. So it's always those things going on in your mind. Um, And as time goes on, it's like, okay, I'm not going to have a little brother for Presley close in age. And I know those things don't matter, but it's like you you just always know what, what you've lost and what you're missing. I think the most annoying saying, right, that people can say is, like, everything happens for a reason. and um, Oh, God, no. No, it wasn't meant to be. So, like, you know, when you asked me that question earlier about what people, like, how people can help, do not say those things because it's so, yeah, they're really hard to hear because it's like, well, no, it didn't happen for a reason, did That's it? That's insensitive. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Kind of stay away from those things. Definitely. A few people said that to me and they were friends as well. It's not like a holiday that's been cancelled, is it? No, no. Like it wasn't meant to be or everything happens for a reason. And it's like, well, no, everything happens. Yeah, it's a really crap reason. It's not, it didn't happen for a reason. And like, it wasn't meant to be, but it was like, well, they were to be because they did exist. So those kind of things. Do you know what? Mm. Um, Anyone that is going through like, 
you know, baby loss and stuff. Um, there's, there are amazing resources out there and, and things that, you know, for anyone that is going through, through that. Yeah, what, give me an example. I know you're an ambassador for a charity and you've shared a couple of books recently on your Instagram. People can go to your page, right, and and you're sharing it, sharing everything that's helping you on there. But um, the charity that you're an ambassador for, tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, so the charity is called Saying Goodbye, and it's um, the CEO of this charity, Zoe um, Adele, and she, I see, I followed her at the very start um, of the baby loss journey and over Christmas, and she posted a lot of quotes. Um, she's been through like loss herself like a few times um, so she can totally relate and she puts these quotes out there on her Instagram and it's like she's in your brain you know so they're really really relatable and really helpful because it feels like someone just understands you know um, so that really really helped me she's also got a few books um, she's got the baby loss guide and pregnancy after loss that's like a whole new thing isn't it mm. and yeah the charity are just just amazing like they, they support families that are going through baby loss and also they hold um, like remembrance events obviously they can't do them at the moment they've all been online but they hold these really amazing vigils um, at certain areas in the UK and people can go there to remember their baby and it's like a little service so that's really nice and yeah, they just do loads of amazing work and and support families that have gone through loss. So yeah, that's that's been a focus and that's been really great. I was going to say, would you say that if you're surrounded by friends and family that might not have experienced what you've gone through and obviously they want to be there for you, some might not say the right thing, like everything happens for a reason or some of them might not be there for you as much as you thought because maybe they don't know how. Um, I found myself in that situation before where you know, a friend had lost a baby and I was there for them, but they didn't want flowers. It, there was a lot of things they were open about not wanting, but so I didn't know how to approach it. So I just found it easier to just step away. And now looking back, I don't know if that was the right thing, but maybe would it, would you say that it's important for the person who's experiencing loss to understand that? Although it's obviously not, it's not your job to be the understanding one in this situation but then to maybe go and find these communities and these charities where you can you can talk and be around like-minded people do you think that's probably a good way to deal with a situation like this yeah so you meet like the person that's experienced the loss like there's a lot of um it's it's really helpful for that person to go and find people that have been through the same so to listen to their stories and there are certain support groups um and they can put you charity can put you in contact with someone that's like almost like a friend that you can speak to so yeah it definitely helps but yeah I would just say like as a as a friend I think it's so hard because you know what it's like in any situation you go through hell and back and you do kind of it does make you realize who's really a friend and who's not um and I know it's such a hard thing to approach but as I said and I think that's why raising awareness is so important because it's um it's helping other people understand it and how to approach that person as well if that makes sense yeah no absolutely it's if the, the whole the, this the whole point of the podcast is you know for you to share what you went through so that I know you kept mentioning that you felt you felt like it was graphic and stuff, but actually it's really important for people to hear the reality of it because, you know, like a lot of people can just brush things off if it's not happening to them, like if it doesn't resonate with them. 
So when you really hear about what women are going through, I think it should make people listen more and listen better and to be a lot more sort of sympathetic. And I definitely want to learn more about it, even though I haven't experienced it. It's even worth me going online and listening to women's stories because it might happen to me one day, you know? And I think that's the important thing. And I think it's lovely. And I think it's great that women are sharing it. I think it's really important to remember as well that you're still so, this is still so raw. Like this is still so raw for you. And I'm sure in like six months time and then six years time, you'll have more to say about it and more advice to give, but you're still really living in it. So, you know, I, I hope you're okay because it's still so raw. Yeah, thank you. And as I said, I, I am doing okay and I'm I'm getting, you know, a bit stronger with it. But yeah, it's it's so difficult. I think knowing once you're in this like baby loss thing as well, because you hear from so many women that have gone through it and different scenarios, you know, then my next worry now is is it gonna happen again and how am I gonna be in my next pregnancy? And you're almost it opens up a whole world of knowing what can go wrong and how many things can go wrong because you're so naive I think because mm. I had such a smooth pregnancy with and I obviously I don't want to worry anyone it's very I say it's rare but obviously it's not so it's a difficult one but it's you you've had such a smooth pregnancy you just assume that it's going to be the same and then when it's not you know it makes you kind of you're not that naive person anymore and also as well like I try not to overshare because I don't want to you feel like I don't want to be like seen as plugging fear into people and misery and you know I just try to to raise as much awareness as I can and it's I tell you the hardest thing for me actually is over the last few months has been being a person on social media and obviously you know I, I had three months off work so I didn't earn for three months because I just needed that time didn't didn't work at all just needed that space you know, I would just be, I'd flick on Instagram and there'd be another pregnancy announcement and there'd be a new baby that's arrived. And you would look at those things and it would be a trigger and, and it would, you know, there's no denying that people that go through this, when they see stuff like that, it is hard to see. And that's taken a while to to adjust to that as much as I'm happy for people, you know. Some, but sometimes you would see it and you'd be like, it's not, it's not fair that should be me kind of thing so that's that's another thing as well it's really difficult to see stuff like that I feel like I'm past that now but yeah how, how did you get through those moments um yeah I would I would just say like take a break take a break if things like that are affecting you like you shouldn't be on social media and obviously for me it was hard because it's my work it's my job if I'm not on Instagram and stuff like I'm not I'm not making, you know, quite a large part of my income, which is important. I've got a family. So, yeah, just take a break if you can. Like, just if if you can't, if you find it hard to see, then, you know, it was weird. It was like some people I'd be happy for. And I had to mute a lot of people. And I know that sounds really miserable and, and whatnot. But I did. I had to mute, like, people that were having new babies and that were having their second pregnancies. I just had to get them off because I couldn't see it. It was just so... It was agonizing to see, you know. But of course, like when I when I see pregnancies and new babies now, I'm kind of like over that part. I'm happy for them and stuff. It's just that initial period. It's it's just a reminder, isn't it, of what, what you've lost and what you've mm. got. So that's hard. Mm. Yeah, I think social media is like 
is it can be hard enough sometimes without going through trauma and going without going through that situation some people find it hard enough to see other people just happy in life full stop you know so you know taking a break from social media at any time is is healthy I think because it just makes you compare and I mean I know this is a different situation but yeah I can imagine taking a break and just even muting that is such a good idea you don't have to unfollow people but just muting them for your own sanity and for your own mental health and that's the most important thing right now I was just going to go on to talk about Presley and how has he helped you through this time um are you excited to get out of lockdown and do things together oh my god like he is literally I don't think I'd have done it without him um I kind of was when it first happened, I was like, oh, you know, kind of wanted to numb it a little bit and have a few, you know, a few wines and stuff. And I think when you're a mother, you know that you can't, you've got to stay sane for them. And he just gave me a reason to get up in the morning, a reason to smile. Like I had to be there with him. Obviously it took a while. Like I think I didn't change snappy for like a month after it happened because everyone was just hands on and helping me. And I just didn't want to get out of bed, you know? But when I started to come round a little bit, yeah, like, he really helped me. And it's been been hard not being able to, to go out, as you said, but I literally cannot wait. I feel like when we went into this lockdown, he was nine months old. We were starting swimming lessons and all of that, and it was lovely, you know. And I just feel like, as I'm sure every mum does, like, just gutted that we've missed out on so much like he's two in June so obviously over a year of his life he's been in lockdown and I like look at the pictures from when we started to go swimming and I think oh my god like you're huge now like we've missed so much so I just can't wait to take him swimming and he's so energetic now and so like non-stop he needs to be out and about and you know the soft play things and I just feel I just feel like I've deprived him of so much and it's not my fault. But there's times when I've got really down about it and really upset because I feel so bad. So I just can't wait to just get back out there and fully live life with him. And God, holidays. I mean, not even being able to go on a holiday. It's just been rubbish. You want you want to show your babies the world, don't you? And you can't. Absolutely. I'm just glad there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I, I guess at least it's something to look forward to. What are your what are your plans now going forward? What what are you doing for yourself? Obviously we we can look forward to coming out of this lockdown and doing lots. But are there anything else is there anything else that you're looking forward to? Anything else that you're focusing on to help you get through this but also just, you know, goals that you had anyway? Yeah, so obviously it's his birthday in June. It's his second birthday kind of planning that and um I'm planning a big event in memory of Teddy as well, which I'm hoping to do later on this year. So that's really exciting. Yeah, just kind of, I've I've started doing things um, that have really helped me. So obviously not being able to, like I've got into yoga and I'm really into cooking and just like loads of random things that I've picked up that have really, really helped me. But I just, I just want to go away. I just want to get on a flight and go somewhere like I'm really looking forward to that I've booked three holidays already I'm not gonna lie like I the thing is though I'm so reluctant to book until last minute because I'm just like I can't be asked with them like changing the rules last minute I'm just 
I'm just going to be a bit spontaneous, I think, and just just get it done, like, last minute. But, yeah, there's a few, like, work things as well, and it's so nice to be really busy with work again because that's such a distraction just being busy and having new focuses and new business ideas and loads of things going on it's a huge distraction so it's nice to have lots going on now Mm. yeah I guess I guess it's important to have that quiet time you know you had three months off um, and then would you say that it's important for like anyone going through baby loss not to put any pressure on themselves or rush but when the time's ready to to do things for themselves and to like get stuck in to work and stuff. Yeah, it's a great distraction. And I think not everyone has the luxury of having time off as well. You know, there might be times where someone loses their baby. And then because it's, if you lose a baby before 24 weeks, you're not entitled to the maternity pay, which is insane. So, you know, I imagine you could have like two weeks off, say, and then women just will go back to work. And I also, I think sometimes that doesn't give that person time to grieve. So yeah, if you can take that time, just take as long as, everyone's different, I guess. Some people might want to straight go straight back to work, but I'm really, really glad that I took that time to grieve because I let it all out. You know, I, I just went with the flow. Some days I couldn't function. Some days I was better and I just got it all out my system and just went with it I think try not to sort of shut it off because then you could come to like a few months time and think I've not dealt with this mm-hmm. so I'm glad I, I processed it the way I did and had that time I really am yeah I wouldn't have been able to kind of jump on Instagram and be like hi guys because I just couldn't and that I think that was the thing with having, having such a public job and my whole life being so public because you know maybe if I did work in an office I could just go in and do do my thing and go home but having to put a face on all the time it's just it's not a place to be when you're grieving Mm, no absolutely I I couldn't do that for sure um I I think it's so bad like the lack of support for women that go through miscarriage like at any stage even if it's like after four weeks like you still if you know you're pregnant you still like you all these thoughts go through your head, you're excited, you imagine that baby and everything about them, you know, at every stage of that pregnancy. So, gosh, I didn't realise how, like, bad the lack of support was for women. I mean, I'm not surprised, I must admit, but that's definitely something that needs to change because I don't even think women are supported enough from going back to work after maternity leave anyway, you know, if you, you know, whatever you do as a job. So that just highlights that. But Yeah, the support is... I don't know I don't want to get too political (laughs) because I'm not really good at politics I'm not gonna lie but I feel like it's still so male dominated and it's like rules and 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 things that policies that are put in place are so male driven you can tell it's come from a male's mind and it's so frustrating you know but you know this you know you could be creating awareness and you know people could be listening that can make a difference so exactly yeah and as you said you are I can't even imagine how many women that's what worries me is when I when I did get thrown like you you kind of just lose your baby and then you're just you you go home or you know whatever the situation is and you're just left you are left to just deal with your like your living nightmare and you know there's times when you get and get in a really dark place and even contemplate you know 
crazy things and I've had women that have messaged me that are really really struggling and you want to help them but it's not your place to, you know you can't help everyone as much as I want to so it's really really important that um people know like where to go like with the charities and uh, you know you, you can get counseling and therapy um and I just try to direct these people there um for the help yeah it's tough man it really is tough you just it definitely changes you so much as a person. It gives you so much strength and it changes you. Like, you'll never be the same person again. So, but I imagine there's some people that never get through it and just can't handle the pain. It's it's tough. It really is tough. So there definitely needs to be a lot more support than there is, for sure. Absolutely. Has it changed your outlook on life, on motherhood at all? God, definitely, like, on another level. Like, I even think, like, not that I didn't, oh, my God, I've absolutely always adored Presley, like, he, you know, what it's like. You just love your children, don't you? But it just made me just slow down and just take in all the moments with him that I just took for granted before. Like, maybe I'd be on my phone and, you know, just just not really soaking in motherhood as much and, like, taking the whole pregnancy for granted. Like... I never really was one to enjoy pregnancy and you kind of just think, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a baby at the end. Cool. Like that's how I kind of had such a busy life. I never really took in all the moments. And I think for me, it's just made me realize how precious life is and that you should never take a second for granted because you just don't know what is around the corner. Like as you know, cliche as it sounds like it's made me appreciate Presley and any other children and pregnancies that I have. God, so much more. Like, I look at life so differently now. And it's, it, I suppose, in some ways, that's a positive to take from it. If there is any positives that can be taken from it, is that, you know, it's helped in, in that way. Yeah. Amazing. And I've learned so much from you today. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I end every episode with the question, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? So what piece of advice would that be? That's quite an emotional question. Why does that make me want to cry? I don't even know why. Like, that's so weird. Do you know what? Like, just hang in there. Like, bad times don't last forever. Like, everything is temporary. And I'd just be like, yeah, you've got this. You can you can get through this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing the story. And it's been lovely getting to know you anyway, because this is like the first time we've properly spoken face to face. So yeah, it's been lovely getting to know you as well. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. And yeah, I um yeah, it's been lovely getting to know you and hopefully we just can stay in touch and, and chat and um I will in- enjoy your updates on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to help you raise awareness as well. So if there's anything you ever want me to share, then I'm here to share. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.